This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Joe, my co-host, Nick. No, Dan, because it is an early morning emergency pod. I don't think Dan even knows, Nick, that Chelsea have officially sacked Tom Stuckel and are on the hunt for a new manager. Boy, is he in for a surprise. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean this is uh this is pretty wild. We were sat at these microphones, what like twelve, 12 hours ago? Yeah, and just talking about how terrible the loss was last night and all the stuff that needs to change and and yeah, I mean woke up to the news this morning. We always are about you know three or four hours behind our our friends in the UK, and so uh you know w- with that benefit of of the extra four hours, we decided to bring on a special guest, didn't we, Brandon? An old friend, an old chap. Speaking of friends from the UK, Yannick, what's up, Yo, man? Yo, hey guys, thanks for having me on this peculiar day. Yeah, I'm all right, man. Like, um, absolutely, same as you guys, mind blown uh, as more and more news breaks out of what's been happening behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, you know, naturally, like many Chelsea fans, just bummed out, man, because I'm seeing all the, you know, video clips of Tuchel, on social media when he was like defending the club and sanctions and winning the champions league and you know all the great stuff he's done and pulling out the old heartstrings so apart from that i'm pretty good mate how you doing very very understandable i mean there's a lot of emotions a lot of things going through so look chelsea fans we just want to get a reaction out there right now it seems like a lot of things are moving fast you're probably going to get updates from us uh, uh throughout the day and things go but uh, I just want to kick it off with the statement from the club. Uh, the headline says Chelsea Football Club is today parted company with head coach Thomas Tuchel. It says on behalf of everyone at Chelsea FC and the club, would like to place on record its gratitude to Thomas and his staff for all their efforts during the time with the club. Thomas will rightly have a place in Chelsea's history after winning the Champions League, the Super Cup, and the Club World Cup in his time here. As the new ownership group reaches 100 days since taking over the club, and as it continues its hard work to take the club forward, the new owners believe it is the right time to make this transition. Transition. Chelsea's coaching staff will take charge of the team for training and the preparation of our upcoming matches as the club moves swiftly to appoint a new head coach. There will be no further comment, yada, yada. Um, that is the official line. Nick, sentiment, maybe a little bit more warm and fuzzy than what we've seen in the past. Dan will be upset there's no corner flag image. Yeah, cor- corner flag.jpg was not used. I find that to be interesting. Um, we have truly moved into a new era uh, when you think about it. Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, I find this, the timing incredibly peculiar. I think, you know, obviously it's not been a fun start to the season. No one can contest that. It seemed like like a lot of players uh, during the Champions League game last night had phoned it in for lack of a better term. Um, And it's, you know, there's clearly... There, there was something not right, atmospherically even. Like, it, it just seems like there there was something off. But, I mean, if you would have bet me a 100 bucks that by mid-September, Thomas Tuchel would have been gone in July when we saw him in the States, I, I would have taken that bet all day. I just, it, it's, this net, like, not say this never happens, but it's, it's so shocking to me that he went before Brendan Rodgers did. Oh, that puts it in perspective man that is yeah wild bro uh like i don't know like this is 
clearly one of the best tactical managers in Chelsea's history, if not the best. You know, maybe up there with Mourinho one in, in the way that he has completely changed this team and the way they move and operate. He's clearly a cup master. I mean, reached four finals in his time. It's just, I don't know. It, it it's, a, it's a lot of news that I've only had like 45 minutes to take in, so I'm just giving you something a little more raw there. But I certainly thought that he would have been given more time, even if I said last night that I don't enjoy watching this team. I, think, I say you should try taking that news in while drinking pre-workout. That'll really get your shit going in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my Dude. way to the gym, and I, I did the the front-facing video from the car, Yan, as I was sipping on pre-workout, getting all tingly. <laughs> beta, yeah, beta aniline going up the skull. Been there, man. Can I, can I just put some extra context while we sort of start this conversation? So just for how wild this is, obviously there's an emotive reaction from Nick there, but right, so... Tuchel, of course, you know, the win rate's pretty good. You know, respected tactical master, like Nick said, top five coaches in the world, you know, won the European Cup, uh, other trophies and reached all these finals. But more than that, the new ownership came in with, you know, Todd Bowley, Barley, Clear Lake, and they sort of asserted the idea of a dynasty of building long-term, of changing the ethos of Chelsea. And up until literally a few hours ago, or however long it was, it looked like they were buying into that from a 250 to 70 million pounds summer transfer spend that was, you know, absolutely the majority of it was guided by Thomas Tuchel. Not only did, you know, they reference, right, what players do you want? We're going to spend hundreds of millions of pounds of the players you want. Well, oh, you're Bama Yang, a 33-year-old striker because you've worked with him before. You want him, right? We'll bring him because you want him. Romelu Lukaku, our record signing, 100 million pounds, profound spend on the return of the prodigal son and all that crap we remember. What you want? You want us to take a profound financial loss in a decision that would have never have gone with the previous regime and send them on loan at a massive financial loss? Yeah, we'll do it, Tuchel, for you because you know what, man? We have bought in on you. We've seen how you guided Chelsea Football Club over this turbulent period with the change of ownership and the sanctions. The comments about as long as there's you know fuel in the bus, I'll drive it. As long as we've got shirts and. When he's had that emotional outburst about, I'm not a politician, I'm so privileged in time of peace, you know, I've, I don't, I feel bad, I don't know how to take you know, these human moments. And everyone came away from that time of Thomas Tuchel, he's a leader, he's a compassionate man, he's not just a tactical master, he's represented the club and they're all in and, you know, the huge banner at Stamford Bridge and all of this was leading up to that. But, you know, uh, that, by all accounts, as the news breaks, as the stories developed, the cutthroat nature of this new model, you know, it wasn't just Petr Cech, Granovsky, Bruce Buck, Scott McCoughlin, you know, the the uh, the Lodishon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it does sound like they had perhaps for a little while, I don't know how long, an idea to change, to make a, comp to complete the, com the turnaround, but absolutely shocked, man, because of the aforementioned reasons there. It seems like uh, the... Whether Tuchel said he doesn't didn't want the added responsibility of transfers, uh, he just wants to manage. Uh, the other stories, Nick, is that you know Tuchel felt like when they're having discussions. Or I'm sorry, when Todd said they're having discussions with Tuchel, uh, he was very qu quick to change his mind or, or pass, and they just didn't feel like the consistency was there. And essentially, every transfer ran through him. I, I do have some empathy though with Tuchel if he didn't sign up to be a director of football that isn't his strength yet he was placed in a position to do that and it didn't go well 
And maybe he just got caught up in the crossfire of a transition and it just happened to be wrong person, wrong time. Whereas if there wasn't a takeover and a huge transition where they needed to lean on someone for the football uh, expertise in a parallel universe, he's still manager. Yeah, there's lots of impact there. Um, I th- There are a couple of things that are kind of competing for my my thought, I think. The first is we've heard from a bunch of people that like, you know, if Roman were still here at the end of last year, Thomas Tuchel would have been in hot water, if not, you know, potentially sacked. Right. Last year was so turbulent outside of the Roman stuff, obviously the Lukaku stuff, the way the team performed in finals, et cetera. Right. Like it was just, it was, you know, it was more than we ever thought we we were uh, more than we had ever bargained for as, as supporters for sure. I mean, last year was nuts. There's a school of thought that, like, you know, last year wasn't a rousing success by any means either on the, on the field. Now, comfortably finished third. You know, the, the team makes a lot of finals. You, you could argue that during a turbulent time, like, this is the guy. Like, you know, Yannick did a great job of of pulling out some of the, the human moments where you're like, holy shit, this dude says he's not a politician. He's a pretty damn good one. Um, and And then we saw him this summer up close and personal a, a bunch on the tour he was not having fun he did not look like a guy who was pleased about where either his team was where he was in the hierarchy how the work was going etc and it was a pretty negative vibe i mean from that point until yesterday i mean the, I don't know, the, the atmosphere, I said that earlier, the atmosphere around the bridge was just very tense. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, you know, the, the start of a new season should be fun. It should be the, the most optimistic you are all year, right? It's the time where anything's possible. And it didn't really even feel that way to me. So something changed for me, Ian, over the summer. Because mm. the guy who left last season after doing all that great work, who stood up and spoke for the club when other people in power who shall not be named didn't do a fucking thing, yep, uh, came into summer and didn't necessarily have the same juice, and I don't know why. Yeah, one thing I do find interesting that I, it could be quite telling, he and he's remarked on it unprovoked a few times. Too cool. Is he he keeps bringing up Petr Cech, mm. um, and he talks about how important. Well, he, he spoke about Marina and Petr, but Petr a lot. And again, actually, quite recently, he kept bringing up how he's so important to his working relationship, and um, and you know he's disappointed. You know he's gone. Petr Petr is um he was a, he's a victim of the new regime, despite what you hit you know they, they'll, they'll tell you or whatever and I don't think Tuchel was very happy with that and it kind of makes me feel like you know shades of when um Emanalo or Steve Holland left these these figures that were helping a functionality in the club between managers and then in their absence you know bad things happen you remember Conte um before and after Steve Holland left you know we won the league he turned against the club and lost all relationship with like Marina. Now he wasn't necessarily doing like, you know, the Emanalo role, but I feel like there is something to that as well. Tuchel loved Petr Cech, 
And um, I feel like he, he struggled to accept when he was when, when he left. Now, I'm not saying this is the reason why there was fallout. And by all accounts, like the, the wide reporting um, is that, um, you know, that he was super shocked, you know, um, and understandably so. I don't think in the, even if there was perhaps questions from the players and stuff, I don't think there was toxicity. Tuchel is a compassionate guy and he doesn't know how to talk to people. He allows himself to get riled up, but who doesn't as a passionate manager? But um, yeah, I think he would have been shocked from, from everyone as, as, a, as a we are. But um, yeah, in terms of, the, I do believe Bowley, Ekbali, Clear Lake, they accepted what he represented, but they probably behind him all had new completely wholesale ideas that they were happy enough for him to be, um, you know, a victim of Gunning. And, and which would have been fine. The, the question of timing is why I'm so thrown off, right? Because it would be, you know, like it would make complete sense if they met at the beginning of the summer that, you know, Clear Lake shares their ideas, right? Bully and co say, this is what we have as a vision for Chelsea football club. Do you, Thomas Tuchel, want to be a part of it, even if the existing structure is not going to be there, right? Mm. And apparently that answer was yes, right? Well, two hundred and seventy million spend. Yes. Yeah, you, you'd have to you'd have to assume, right? Mm. But so then, so then what? I guess what's the what's what's the timing of this, and like why does it make no sense? Like why would you invest? in a guy who you didn't believe to be there long-term in in this sort of way with some very specific purchases, right? Like the Obama Yang one now blows your fucking mind. Like, why did that happen? Because if Graham Potter's coming in, Armando Broya is right there. Like notorious for working with young talents. Like that, this is the part that I don't get. Like, why would you go through all of this like fake exercise and then, can the guy who you bought the players for i don't think i think it's like a and i'm speculating here obviously but i don't think it's like uh necessarily a fake exercise i think it's probably they understood what tuchel represents for chelsea uh winning the champions league um the fans liking him you know the we are the shed making uh, a banner for him and they probably thought right well this could work but there's reports coming out now suggesting things like um they've i don't know how much you know credence to give this but suggesting things like they've seen what harlan's doing at city they've seen you know what how liverpool have been playing with the nine nils and stuff like that and perhaps they've you know suddenly thought right well we're not cooking like they are this and obviously i heard that this tuchel ethos is built off defense and winning games because we don't lose them that's not seemingly the case uh and obviously they've probably seen Okay, well, we're new, relatively new to the sport. We want, you know, Chelsea to be great, attack and win. You know, though Tuchel was held in such a high regard and we sort of thought to back him, we never necessarily behind the scenes said, well, 100% for sure. I know, and and to hear, to read that article, Brandon, about like saying like, uh, you know, they saw what Haaland's doing at City and they're like, that's what we should do with Chelsea. I don't know if that's a little bit reductionist, but maybe they just had some, right, the season's just started you know, this isn't going well. Um, and again, you know, we could talk about it, but um, I feel like there has, well, there's been suggested that for a little while they've been keeping a close eye on Potter. So I think, you know, my take on a lot of it too is 
uh, I'm sure a lot of conversations were had this summer. A lot of expectations were dealt. And look, maybe they said, if you can deliver on, you know, and, and kind of help transition us to where we want to go, by all means, it's yours to lose. And and I'm sure Tuchel was like, yeah, I can deliver that. You guys want more goals? Fine. We can play more open. Because it seems like we've been more open this season. But the offense has, has been a, a disaster. Um, and maybe he said he could deliver something that within the first few weeks of the season has been nowhere close to being delivered upon. Therefore, they took the decision to to change him. Yeah, that's a really good way of saying it, actually, because that kind of like emphasizes like, yes, yes, you can. We see the fans love you. We see your recent success, but we want a bit different. And you're right to pull out Brandon because he has sort of almost scrambling been trying to open him up a little bit more and score more goals and how many play different formations more. i mean he's exactly. tried everything it's a sense of yeah it's like the least german thing ever <laughs> exactly well exactly and and it's not natural for him and perhaps that's why he's not doing his best work he's been a little bit more frustrated etc you know he did play really well against tottenham but chelsea do play well against tottenham we get up for it so i think probably they're like right this is what we want we're new to the european game you know, this is the benchmark, Man City and Liverpool. We've had a little look at them. They're quite fun. They score a lot of goals and they seemingly just dominate. We, you know, can you do that? And he probably went, yeah, well, you know, we haven't been doing that. We've still been doing all right. Yeah. I, I'm good. I can probably do that. So to your point, Brandon, that's probably what's happened. And then they've been sort of thinking, right, well, let's let maybe even week, weeks ago, Plus, maybe saying, right, if this if we do have to pull the trigger, can we do something here? Because there's no way they sack him this morning, these kind of guys without without having a plan. And I think they, they've got a plan. You could have had Graham Potter in the summer, though. Like, yeah. If this, if this was your plan. But that would have been a terrible PR move, sacking, coming in and sacking too cool before like, we've even started. That, that was like a loss to the fans. You know, Bowley's been out here kissing babies, shaking hands at Stamford Bridge. He's not going to be like, hey, guys, I've sacked too cool. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you couldn't He's, have happened. And, and too cool earned the right to start the season, I think, yeah, uh, with the transition sure. and everything, you know. But either way, here to go. So, right, first 100 matches, as we know, that's um, the, that was the big talking point. This is from Sky Sports. 100 matches played. He's won 60 of them drawn 24 lost 16 so you know a very strong 16%. record he's he's lost 16 percent of his matches that's good uh yeah. we've scored 168 goals we've only conceded 77 all of that is really strong and really good for a cv the problem is started strong stock going up 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 and then it's like been kind of slowly at the end of last season, the beginning of this season, just been going down. And so if you're kind of to break that up into kind of, you know, first half and second half, first 50, second 50, which we've seen, right? It was like Chelsea mm -hmm. conceded 24 or 12 in their first 50, and then it was like triple that in the second 50. So th there's different chapters to this. But overall, Tuchel was a wildly successful manager. Five cup finals, three trophies, including the big in the, the Champions League, uh, the Super Cup and the Club World Cup. Tuchel added trophies to the cabinet that had never been there before for Chelsea. Yeah. And I think that is important to be recognized and to be grateful for. If you're bored of the US Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you with over 5,000 plus server options. No show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue, you can receive a huge discount on a two year plan plus one free month. 
We all love to binge, but look, privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk when you use our 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue you a refund. You can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again. That's nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. Also, just to, uh, on top of that, a lot of those draws as well, like what hasn't gone in his favor is some of our best performances have come in unlucky high profile draws, whether they were the two finals against Liverpool or indeed the two games against Liverpool where we got draws, but we were the better team. So that goes as, you know, a one point not a win on this CV when that should have been a real high profile win against the good teams. And to, to, to the other side of it, it's the losses. It's, you know, the in, <laughs> seemingly in our DNA of late the last few years, the losses against the minnows where, you know, ads against it as well. And they're the high profile losses. So the high profile draws that should have been wins where we've been like, oh, Chelsea were great. You know, even at the Anthony Taylor Spurs debacle this season, it's just another one, you know, high profile elite performances against elite opposition but not getting that w that we probably should have done and obviously the silly losses in between man thomas tuchel is directly responsible for one of the best days of our lives like we don't win the champions league in 2021 without his guidance and having come in to the team and like, I know for a fact, you know, we were just blessed to be there, but it was, it felt more than that. It felt like you, you'd stolen somebody midseason who, who could actually be here for a while. Um, so I, you know, I will always put him in high regard for that. And I think that is part of the, the exercise that we're doing now is just kind of like raw reactions. Like that dude directly, helped me experience something I never thought I'd experience in my life. Right. In person, watching my team win the Champions League. Mm. Double the numbers as well, man. Like, you know, Chelsea are now multiple European cup winners, not, you know, that single token one. They're like, no, we've won multiple that, you know, it's prestigious. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's painful. So um, obviously, you know, Tuchel highly considered one of the best managers in the world. Again, this transition has been tough. It hasn't worked out. Uh, the one thing I did want to touch on, and I think this is something that a lot of fans have seen, is it just look the on-field connection with him and players doesn't seem to be there. When he first came, he always relied on the veterans, never changed formations. Uh, players knew who was who who was in his favor and who was not. Um, he relied on people. It seems like all of a sudden he's chopping and changing at every intersection player said they don't know where they stand with him. Um, they're struggling to kind of understand, you know, where the lineups are coming from. So that does seem to be the biggest, I guess, flaw that is happening on the pitch, whatever's happening off the pitch. It is being written that he, the players considered him the best tactician, purely tactician they have ever worked with. And these are some players that have seen every manager out there. But they said right now it's not clicking. His message is not being received by the players. 
this happens. Managerial careers are cyclical. He will go on to get another top job, I'm sure. But it seems like it just came to the point where the communication wasn't being effective and the players weren't positively responding to his message. And a lot of fans, that's the frustration that they saw was the the the, the poor, poor results and the um, disjointedness of the team kind of week in, week out. Mm. I, I, here's an exercise for you. And it's one that I, I do simply out of kind of like a, a Disney's what if kind of scenario. What if Ingolo Conte is healthy the entire tenure that Tuchel has? Mm. My, my bet is that he is still the manager. He has an extension till 2027. Maybe. So here's another dark arts argument, and I'm not personally making it, but is Tuchel's team responsible for him not being fit? You never know. Well, it starts stems back from Maurizio Sarri days, doesn't it? In terms of how he how he's been handled. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's super sad, man. I I I I don't really I don't feel like there's been like a mutiny with the players. I don't think there's been toxicity. There's not the you know the snakes with Mourinho or you know back in the day or wherever that was. I Even feel Lampard like Lampard got nasty. Yeah, yeah, I, and I feel like he's got emotional intelligence. I feel like that's a huge important facet of. The character of Graham Potter, but I feel like um, Tuchel has that. But you know, after a while, bro, his divorce and his you know the Lukaku thing, and just generally the turbulent, inherent nature of the Chelsea shit show, the sanctions, the war, absolutely everything. I mean, he seems stable, but when so much stuff is going on in the background, and you know, eventually you might lose that sort of stable connection. Like I, I, this is like a more sort of human thing, but maybe if Tuchel. I don't know, like kept that stable home life and is, you know, he stayed with his wife and his kids at Cobham and they're in school and he had that grounding. I know sometimes as simple as things like that help you stay connected, you know, speaking to your, your missus about a player that you're dealing with and then giving you another, like, you know, perspective on it and, you know, chewing the fat with them, with your family. And when, when you're so like disrupted in your personal life and there's such turbulence, that's just always going to bleed out into your professional line of work no matter what no matter what that is so uh, you know there could be something to be said with that as well as like nick said the fitness of you know but or indeed both kovacic and uh and kante but um you know hopefully whoever comes in can find a way to navigate stuff like that and has a sort of stable grounding i suppose all right well i do want to circle on the fact that i think everyone here at the end of the day are massive tuchel um uh, fans, supporters, what he's brought to the club, especially post-Lampard transition, that was not easy. And he navigated mm -hmm. it beautifully. The transition in ownership, being pulled into geopolitical uh, commentary, uh, being told to be the mouthpiece for the club while executives sat behind, hidden in, in their offices. I, I think he's done an exemplary job. This just might have been one step too many for the man and probably not even his fault because it was all out of his control. So uh all the best for him i'm sure he'll not, take a break not all out of his control well but, i'm yeah, saying I mean, like, a lot a lot of the bigger stuff sure correct yeah, yeah. Mo 98 percent of the managers in european football didn't have to deal with what he has in the last totally eight agree. months yes no, that, yeah, that's yeah, all i'm yeah. saying yeah, yeah they he, got he to manage i mean look at how terrible you know eddie howe has managed the newcastle commentary disgraceful. <laughs> like, yeah disgraceful. he got poked a couple times and it was like oh this is unfair and Tuchel's like yeah. my man i've been at it for three months like yeah yeah no so it's uh, the 
the James Franco meme when he's in the when he's in the news is like your first time. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, well, well said, Brandon. Like it's important that we, you know, obviously with Tuchel, he commands not just the Chelsea fans' respect, but indeed the whole world of football. Um, for how he's represented the club, spoken about people, like you say, geopolitics in one, and he's uh, he's been exemplary on and off the pitch, and yeah, absolutely should command the respect of everyone in the game. And I would just quickly say, like, are we moving on to tactic stuff or like next step stuff? I was going to do right. next step stuff, yeah. Do it, do it. Okay. Um, it. Well, as Ian mentioned earlier, obviously, as much as we, uh, you know, talked about Tuchel, the club have made the decision, not us, and we now need to look forward. It is not up to us. We are just reacting to the situation. And uh, immediately reported, uh, at least that I saw first, is Matt Law saying you have Graham Potter from Brighton and Pochettino, who's an unsigned free agent, maybe for good reason. Uh, and so it's the Potter-Poch race, with Potter being the front runner. Uh, that kind of aligns to the uh, uh, potential vision of a, a long-term project, building something. Uh, they're very excited with what Potter's done with limited resources. And so uh, it might even be announced later today, the way things are moving. Mm. I mean, uh, I think Naz was tweeting that. Adam Newsom's tweeting that. And so we're, we're going to see how it goes. But, Nick, it looks like Potter versus Poch are the front two runners. Uh, I have seen a ton of mentions for Zinedine Zidane uh, and on, on the video I put out there. I'm just saying that's what a lot Doesn't of the, speak English. the Twitter yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be the first manager to get over that hump. But anyways, uh, initial reactions to Potter versus Poch. I know you're a big Maurizio Pochettino fan. Yeah. <laughs> Said no Chelsea yeah. fan ever. Yeah, no, I've you you know me. I've, Worse? I, wait, where do you rank him? Worse or ahead of or below Rafa Benitez? Oh, ahead of Rafa Benitez. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, that's... Yeah, I mean... That, that's that's not really a fair fight, but uh, so look, can we talk qualities of a manager really quick? Because I, I think the Potter thing is fascinating, but as I think about the lens, I think this is the lens I'm I'm using. Yin made some important points earlier, right? Uh, Tuchel's record against the top six, and particularly against uh, City and Liverpool, which are you know the the two that you really are focused on right now as, as kind of the top of the mountain, right? Maybe not Liverpool this year. Um, but he provided a absurd foil for both of those teams with the way that he set up his team, right? This, and it, look, it wasn't pretty. It was, it was just what he had to do to get across the line. And he frustrated the absolute shit out of Jurgen Klopp, who, never played well against us while he was here and for the most part got the better of Pep. Now last year didn't, but it wasn't so crazy and out of control that you, you were thinking that he lost his touch. That is how you eventually supplant the top of the mountain is you got to beat them. I don't know if any of the options listed are capable of that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if Potter is maybe with, with more talent he is, but like that is how I'm kind of thinking about this frame for, for the level of a Chelsea manager. Like it, it was brilliant to have Tuchel, who was a dynamically different manager than those two, played different football than those two, provided a foil to what they were doing and genuinely caused them problems and caused big teams problems across the board. 
we should we should have beat Real Madrid again last year, right? Like so, this isn't like a, an isolated thing for the Premier League. That is just one thing that I am thinking about, Yan, as I as I frame up the new manager because yeah. it's not going to be enough to beat your Brightons and your Brentfords and and keep the job. Sure, no, I understand that. Um, yes, let's be real. Um, it's going to be Pochettino or Potter. I probably along with you guys and wanting Potter and it looks like it's likely to be him and it does sound like as more news emerges that actually he's been in the frame for probably a little bit more longer than we thought and the fact how Potter's been granted to speak to Chelsea today he's on the he's on the route to London to meet Bowley this afternoon for a meeting uh, and Chelsea have a certain I mean it's inferred that Chelsea are prepared to re- to trigger his managerial release clause um he was on like a seven-year deal with a release clause because he knows that Brighton are a well-run club they know how to maximize profits from anything whether it's players or managers and they knew that a lot of people have been sniffing around um Potter Brandon do you mind if I just like give my opinion on yeah, Graham Potter is this a good time okay so I really love him personally. Uh, I've been actually calling for him to be England manager as an England fan for for a long, long time. Uh, I think England would have been very lucky to have him. He's he obviously um, he's been watched closely by football clubs for a long time. He did really interesting thing at Ostersunds where he was managing in uh, Scandinavia. The club was built around him. He develops this really p- particular ethos. He took players to like the ballet because he wanted to open up their experiences and see about how performance and he, stuff that I as um you know as a bit of a sort of creative type myself really resonate with really like interesting stuff i mean he doesn't look like it when you see him or to hear him talk but he's actually quite you know uh got loads of social emotional intelligence and he's you know got this sort of different more perhaps artistic yet pragmatic perspective he he did in 2007 he was the um technical director for the Ghanaian women's national team in uh, in the world cup in china so he went and experienced this different kind of football culturally you know massive cultural change in terms of experiences and uh, learning experiences and people might just think oh he's just some gaffo who's been to swansea and, and brighton but these international experiences of different elements of the game and culturally different and he's been impressing people behind the scenes for a long long time and of course right now at brighton he is massively overachieving with the assets he's got he really impresses and entertains uh, and that's not me saying it's going to naturally translate to you know amazing talent so he's going to be able to overachieve with super talents but because of this background of emotional and social intelligence partnered with the fact how he seems to know how to navigate the premier league with not that great players you know you could be optimistic and thinking right well this guy's good to go up a few notches again and perhaps the Chelsea ownership are thinking, well, here we go. This is, you know, we want to plan for the future. We want to get all these young youngsters in the next gen Chelsea team. Um, maybe that's the next gen super manager as well, which they see in Graham Potter. Whereas they probably felt Thomas Tuchel is a an excellent one, but a known quantity. And perhaps they feel like Potter will bring this a brand of football that's closer to what they want to emulate in, of course, Liverpool and uh, Man City in terms of tactics, as well as being able to, you know, communicate with the players well and perhaps not not lose players, you know, belief on the pitch or off the pitch, rather. So I think he's a great candidate, personally. I would put him above Pochettino. And similarly, Zidane was perfect for Real Madrid because he he won three European Cups, but he was just like the 
the Galactico whisperer. He knew the vibes, and Real Madrid are meant to win the European Cup, so he was perfect for them. He's you know he's not going to come and do well for 38 Premier League games trying to learn English for me. It's just not going to work. And no. I've never been, you know, massively interested in Pochettino. I think he's a good coach. But again, I think he's just sort of vibes and not not great. I feel like he's he's just sort of kept that up and coming young manager thing and he's never really pushed through. He went to PSG and did a lot worse than Tuchel in terms of how he played and, you know, not winning Liga, not getting to the final like, of course, uh, Tuchel did, despite buying Wijnaldum, Messi, Donnarumma, Hakimi, Ramos. Do you know what I mean? Like, all that. So he's he's a lot worse than Tuchel. So at least at least with Potter, you're buying something that's on a positive trajectory and not a downward trajectory. Uh, Pochettino's ceiling is quite well established, I think, right? Yeah, and, and I'm, hitting, below... I'm hitting my head on it, man, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the one thing I would say Matt Law tweeted just recently, Nick, that... Um, you know, reasons it was sacked, players unhappy decisions, desire desire for a long-term head coach, the need to buy into the new culture. Is there anything based in reality about a long-term head coach? Or what is long-term? Three years? Four years? I mean, it's not 10. Fergie was a one of one. <laughs> like, if you want to win consistently for 10 years, odds are it's going to take multiple people to do that. Well... A uh, friend of the pod, Ollie Glanville, tweeted this morning, and I need to find it. Um, Can I just say and... why? Oh, sorry, go on. Go for it. Yeah, I was going to say while you were looking. They, uh, the the buyout clause for, I, just, I thought for some reason in my head, the buyout clause for Potter was like going to be really big, but it's, uh, it's 16 million pounds, one six. So um, for the new owners throwing their weight around, they will have no problem paying 16 million pounds for, uh, for a gaffer. Sorry, go on, Nick. You're good. Uh, a reminder that since 1905, uh, the year that the club was founded, yeah, the it. average tenure of a Chelsea manager is 2.9 years. It's probably longer That's than the I club. thought. 2.9 years. Oh, so since since this is pre-Roman, though, Brandon. This is 1905. Yeah, exactly. So back then, they were like, <laughs> I think the average know, Premier no League. I think the yeah. average Premier League tenure is like a year, or a little over a year. Yeah, well. you got Watford to thank for that, though. Bringing well, that right down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just tanking the average there. But I mean, look, you know what Pochettino brings. He's not a winner. No, exactly. And like, I, I can't imagine a team used to winning things listening to a guy who's never won anything. Exactly, and he's. Told I them. mean, that's yeah. Well, and then you bring up the obvious mm. fatal error that he has, which he has that stink on him. Um, if you're going to talk about either one of them, it has to be Potter. Potter can play with a back five. We've seen him this season. I I, I would contend that Brighton is right up there with City in terms of the football they're playing. Yeah. I mean, they are on fire right now. And he's made mountains out of players who I don't think are very good. Like, he's clearly improved them. Yeah. Like, McAllister... Like Ronaldo, he looked like Ronaldo, prime Ronaldo oh the other day. God. Can I can I just the... quickly say as well, guys? Can we all have a moment of silence for a young man who can't catch a break and his name is Billy Gilmore? Oh my god. I <laughs> thought about it immediately. Immediately. It's almost like we use the his feed to now go get Graham Potter. Like it's as messed oh. up as that is. Oh man, he's gonna be finger. He ne- he just can't catch a break. I think Bully's gonna be really like upset that they let that happen, and then immediately had to sack Tuchel. I think he's going to be kicking himself over that one. 
Well, I mean, here's the problem though. Like the the timing thing fucks me up for a couple of reasons. I was just over there last week, right? Deadline day was Thursday. If they hypothetically made the decision to sack him after the weekend instead of yesterday, then there was a space of like two days where all they had to do was keep their fucking powder dry. And then Billy Gilmore could be a part of this team. Like, Cal Mazzadoy could be a part of this team. Like, mm. it doesn't... I, it, it just feels so disconnected. Well, Nick, I've been waiting to bring this one. I've had this one in the chamber, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it out now. Odds on Thomas Tuchel recalling Romelu Lukaku in January. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. But imagine, just imagine. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, I do feel... Like, like you say, man, like Callum Odson-Odoi does seem quite profile for Potter. You know, certainly Billy Gilmore, you know, because you know, all that. But the, the truth is, man, like, regardless to these little things we could talk about, this is appropriate, that's appropriate. If Potter does indeed get this job, he would be Brandon rubbing his hands together, bowling up at Chelsea regardless. Because if, he, like Nick said, if he can work miracles with McAllister and whoever else you want to reference, you know, they, they, got, they sold Basuma and Kukurea and got better. So he'll be rubbing his yeah. hands together, you know. And obviously we bought Kukurea, but we were linked with Basuma for a hot second. Uh, I think that we, you know... Chelsea to Brighton, it was becoming a bit of a, a romantic. He's putting his foot, ladies and gentlemen, he's putting his foil hat on for those who can't see Brandon. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying, like, uh, we clearly no. have like some affection for Brighton, and like we we uh, sent Levi Colwell there. Billy yeah. just went there. Like, there's clearly, uh, uh, you know, something going on where there's mutual respect between the clubs, and it just escalated. We just went from dating to highly in a more serious situation uh mm. of what's up graham you, you busy yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you got the day off hey girl you want to hey. pop up yeah. to, to london for the day we got for a great food great meal bro, bro i think i think they've been talking to us for a little while the fact how brighton without any issue were like yeah off you go yeah and um you know the fact how they're like oh, you know from the announcement this morning to potter being in london this afternoon pff, come on yeah you know i mean well uh I do take some of the fun with this uh, no context Leicester City tweeting a picture of Brendan Rodgers in the old Chelsea training kit. Uh, I think they're trying to push him on us, which yeah, hopefully yeah. we can fight off. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, no, thanks, fellas. I yeah, that, all... yeah. When when you Nick, when you sit at the top of the pod, you know that that made sobered me up. Not that I've been drinking. I found it sobering that you said you'd never imagine Tuchel being sacked before Brendan Rodgers. That like was hit me like a you know a visceral like oh yeah shit that is wild that is absolutely wild but yeah like f- three weeks ago ten hog was about to be sacked yeah right yeah like frank yeah. was gonna be sacked uh dude down in southampton uh hassan was gonna be sacked yeah exactly brendan rogers was gonna like it, it will be sacked no doubt about that at this point yeah yeah like and, and Thomas Tuchel, a European champion manager. Five who, points off the top of the prem, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, you know, look, it's not been good. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the standards, though, right? I mean, and I hate it. I don't like doing these pods. The, the, the last time that we fired Frank, I think Brandon will remember very specifically that I asked a big question, which is, what is the fucking plan? Like, if you're going to sack Frank and all the youth development, all that stuff that happened at that point, Mm. what's the plan? Now, obviously that plan worked out pretty okay for a bit, Um, but it wasn't a long-term plan. 
I, I ask now of our current management structure, what is the plan here? This is a bold fucking move. So you, you have to have something in, in, uh, in the works to make this happen uh, cohesively across the board. We have one manager on the women's side who's been there for, for 10 years who can't do wrong. Yep. Like we, I think there is a, there are a whole lot of people out there who are desperate for something to work long-term. Maybe it's Graham Potter. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, but apparently you do know it Nick, has to be. because you're tweeting things that only one man can save us now. And it's Goose Hitting. Bring, yeah, right. goose Bring back. him back. Come uh, on. I have seen that. So like Run it said, back. Today's going to be wild on social media, Chelsea fans. Don't get caught up in the shithousery. There's going to be a lot of banter. Like It's okay to take some fun with some things. It is a transition. If there's one thing Chelsea fans know how, what to do, it's survive a managerial transition. Sounds like the club are going to get this wrapped up fast one way or the other, probably before Fulham. So we'll see how it goes. You're probably going to get another pot out from us. Matt Law wants to do something. Uh, you know, If a manager does get appointed, we'll do something again. But yeah, it was so good to... Uh, uh, hear from you this morning and and Pleasure, uh, catch you at an available time to do this pod before we even start our work day over here stateside no pleasure thanks for having me on bro i mean obviously difficult circumstance but always happy to jump on for sure yeah let's, let's chat soon buddy yeah man more sure. content coming but again this is just our initial reaction and kind of a a quick look at ahead based on the rumors that are out there a lot more content obviously uh more in time stuff on social media but anyways that's gonna wrap us up uh, you know as much as we know, so we'll see what happens, Chelsea fans. So until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.